Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Pooh Crew. Uh, yep, that's the name we went with. <laughs> to, uh... What was, oh, I came up with a thing. Uh, what thing did you come up with? I came up Should with a, s- I came up with, like, a tagline. <laughs> oh, we have a tagline? Wow, we're so professional. It was like, um... Uh, two dudes with IBS talking about BS. <laughs> That's a pretty good tagline. Hello, everyone, by the way. Welcome to the Pooh Crew. Yeah. That's David. I'm Griffin. And um, we have IBS. <laughs> we both have IBS, so that's why we're that's, the that's what we're leading with. Technically, I haven't been diagnosed with IBS, but... IBS is a weird thing, because it's like, you can't... Like, you can be diagnosed with it, but they're also... Your doctor's not gonna, like, do it and do... Fucking, like, dive deep into you, like, there on the spot. They're gonna, like, look at you and be like, have you been stressed? Yeah. Is every time you're stressed, like, poop, your poop bad? Yeah. Is your poop bad most of the time? Yeah. Probably have IBS. And then they just, yeah, like, let you go. <laughs> it's like... That's more or less what happened with me as well, yeah. <laughs> they just... They, they, they're I'm not... just... I've just been talking to a doctor over Zoom. I haven't even, like, been in to see one in person. Well, I listen... She's just like, yeah, you probably have IBS. Uh, well, um, I listen... Anyway, I listen I've to... pooped three times today. Oh, my goodness. I was gonna say, I listened to a medical podcast in the, um, Sawbones, very famous medical podcast, but, uh, on that, I think the doc- Dr. Sidney, uh, McElroy has said, she's like, Sometimes we'll just look at you and, like, we don't need to do, like, a test because we're like, well, we can charge you for, like, a bunch of tests to make sure you have IBS. Or we can tell you you have IBS because we've seen it a hundred (laughs) times. And it's like... That seems A lot of doctors are just like, yeah, I know you have IBS. (laughs) Um, you So you've pooped three times today. I don't think I pooped... I don't think I pooped yesterday. Uh, I haven't pooped today. Um, That's unfab... Both of us have IBS, but in two completely different ways. I'm constipated. You're constipated, and I just can't stop pooping. (laughs) Someday, hopefully it won't happen now, because I did just poop before I got on the phone with you. Um, But there is going to come a point where we're going to have to stop a recording in the middle, because I'm going to need to go poop. It's... literally will happen at some point. It's literally such the opposite, that me and Griffin actually um have the same or have the same job except griffin no longer works it um because you got help me get my job and griffin used to tell me just poop before you go to work just like show up to work and poop and i was like it don't work like that for me (laughs) yeah it was like clockwork for me i'd like roll into work 15 minutes before my shift start be like hello i'm gonna go poop and then i then i just be good to go for the rest of my shift I can't poop on command. It needs to be, like, a thing that just kind of happens once the dam breaks. <laughs> um, I Yeah, I don't think... Did I poop the day before yesterday? I don't know. Can't remember. I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I, I usually end up pooping... These days, I'm pooping, like, three times a day. I mean, for me, it's... It's like, a lot. It's, like, once every, like, two days for me on a good week. Once every three days sometimes. Oh. Yeah. Thankfully, I'm at my parents' house right now, where the toilets all have bidets, so that's real nice. Ooh. <laughs> um, Alright, but enough about our shits. Uh, and on to some bullshit, because this 
podcast, contrary to what uh, we've done so far, isn't purely about our poop. <laughs> no, it is not purely about our poop. That's if just the opener. You are, yeah, if you came in here expecting this to be an hour of poop talk, you're going to be extremely disappointed. Uh, no, what, what are we actually talking about today, David? Well, every episode we like to try to talk about something that uh, we don't think we could get away talking with, like other people in real life about stuff that have been rambling around in our heads and we know we might either bore or confuse other people with and we just thought that this podcast would be a good place to let it all out and uh yep just like our well <laughs> you might not say it to people me if i if i've if i've if i'm sauced enough i'll waddle <laughs> up to any random stranger and start yammering Sometimes Genevieve, my partner, wishes that I wouldn't say this crap to them, but they they love me, so they have to hear it. <laughs> yeah, uh, right, cool. and I and I don't have a partner, so I just stumble over to whoever will listen. <laughs> it all... So rather than rather than uh, bore people in our real lives, we'll just talk about it online and see if anyone else in the world is interested. <laughs> I uh yeah. So today's topic, um, I because I think we're gonna go back and forth. Uh, I'll do a topic one week. Griffin will do a topic. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna alternate. Um, now I realized that I could have done Transformers, but I already have a different podcast about Transformers, and I. Oh, yeah. Well, wait. What what podcast is? That oh yeah, that's uh, Robots into Guys. If you're interested, we're on Apple Podcasts and most places you can find podcasts. Check it out. Um. The, shameless plug shameless love plug it. um uh, another uh I, then i thought i could talk about 40k but 40k is deep and we'll uh, we, i don't think we have that uh fucking relationship with our audience yet so we're just no. gonna also i know next to nothing about warhammer mm-hmm. um i will slowly indoctrinate uh griffin with lore uh it's okay i'll slowly indoctrinate you with weird sports stuff <laughs> yeah that's just how it's gonna be on this pod crap pod crap pod crap pod crap that that's an that's an accurate name for what this is the poo crew pod crap oh the poo crew pod crap um so this week we're gonna talk about something that i think is just i would say more relatable and that's gonna be we're gonna talk about some board game ideas that i've had because yeah i in my spare time when I'm working my menial labor job, will sometimes come up with uh, board game ideas because I'm I love board games and I kind of like you do. I, I love design, so and when my brain has nothing to do, it'll design board games. So you you, you are more into board games than I think anyone I, else I know. I was about to say I can show everyone it, but because they're right behind me. But then I remembered this is a fucking podcast. This is an audio only show. David. This is an audio no medium. One, I can see it, but <laughs> no one else can. Um. So I'm gonna probably explain the most recent game that uh and how it came about in my mind. Um. <laughs> Because I'm a fucking genius. I'm not. This is an untested board game and probably doesn't work in its current state in my mind. But, uh, did you ever play, um, did you ever play with, uh, when you went to restaurants, did you ever play with coasters at the seat? Like, uh, restaurant coasters, the things they put. Yeah, um, I didn't play with them. Mon but, like, I'm, 
I'm familiar with the concept. My dad used to uh, do this thing at uh, tables at restaurants where he would put a coaster on the side of the table and then you hit it from beneath and then it flips up and you try to grab it midair. Mm. Um, yes. I don't know if you Wait, ever... you hit it. you hit it from beneath or do you like slap yeah. down on it? You slap up on it coming up from underneath the table so that it goes oh, upward. Oh, okay. And then it kind of flips and you grab it in midair. So gotcha. my thought process was when I was uh, bored at work was I bet that could be used as a mechanic for a board game. I didn't know how, so I just started to try to think of one. And the best I came up with was coasters are usually either squares or circles. So a deck of cards that are like coaster size. That you could do this with. Yeah. Um, a deck of cards that you could like do this with. Uh, that's coasters. Maybe like 50 or 25 cards. And um, a, a board that goes along with it. And I wanted a theme. Um, I wanted what you do. What you flip these cards for. To be how you move things on the board. So I thought. Why not capture the flag? So. <laughs> Wait, like, like the like, okay. <laughs> so I'm thinking a grid, probably like maybe twelve by six, like kind of like your, like a grid. Yeah, it's twelve by six. You maybe have like four pieces on it, right? Um, yeah. And each card has like, each card has two sides, and um, when you flip the card, if you manage to grab it out of the air you get to pick one of the actions on either side of the card. And the actions could be, like, move, grab, tag. Attack. Attack it, in some way. Attack. And maybe, like, because you know in Capture the Flag on some, when we played it back home uh, in elementary yeah. school, you could go to the other side and free people that have been caught. Yes. I'm actually, like, drawing this out on a <laughs> notepad in front of me, so I have a visual aid yeah, for myself. So so I'm thinking there might be four actions on the cards. There would be, like, run, which is move a space. Uh, tag, which is, like, uh, tagging someone else who's near you. Um, right, and and capturing them, presumably. Yeah, and capturing. Then capturing the flag might be an action. So you might have to stand next to someone's flag and flip this thing until you get the capture. Um, right. And then freeing someone from the other side. You go to the other side and you got to wait to free... So, you flip the coaster, you grab it out of the air, you get to pick uh, an action on either side, right? Right. If you don't grab it out of the air, it'll presumably land one side up, right? Oh, so it's, you, you leave it up to chance. Yeah, it, it'll flip, and then you pick, uh, you have to uh, do that. You cannot change what card you are flipping until you catch it. And then you draw another one. So, because there are four actions in the game, but every card only has two actions on it, you may need to capture the flag, but your current card that you're flipping may only have the run and free option on it. Mm. So, you're going to so, have to catch it before you can draw another card. So, here's my question. Is this going to be like a 1v1 type of game? Like a head-to-head, -head just two pe a two-player game? Or would this be a thing of, like, you have a bunch of people on different teams? So I was thinking it would be a two-player game, but you would each be controlling, like, four pieces on your side. That makes sense. 
Um, that makes sense. And then, honestly, if you wanted to, there could be a four-player variant where you, two people on one side are controlling two pieces. Um, so, that was... Um, that That's like the base layer of the game. And I was thinking, okay... Um, I think that's a fun base layer. How can we spice it up with a little bit of theme? And yeah. I, and my thought process was, well, it's capture the flag. Let's set it in elementary school. What do you do in elementary school when you play a game? You pick people for your side. I think there should be eight characters, and each one should have a different little ability. And you kind of do mm. you do that kind of thing where you on like. Like, for the only one that I've thought of an ability for is a, one character is just called the nerd. And <laughs> what the nerd's ability is, is if the nerd gets picked, then he has no power. But if the nerd gets picked last, he gets a power called um, surprise from, like, surprise uh, coming up for the lead or something where he like once per game you can shoot him five spaces forward <laughs> he's a nerd but he's got mad hops yeah like because like that's the <laughs> that's the trope in every like show right is that the nerd like uh the nerd always gets picks last but then the nerd ends up being the hero yeah that's like the trope so I'm like and then that kind of throws in a bit of strategy, because if you know that your opponent is going to be picking last, you may want to take the nerd so that... Just to nullify it as a power. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, if you take the nerd and you didn't take him last, then he does nothing, and you're wasting a space on your team. <laughs> so it's a, like... Well, you would have to balance it out so that, like, even if you were the nerd with no powers, like, he can still do something. Mm-hmm. Um... Wait, can you remind me? Sorry, I was looking up. Uh, you had run, grab, capture, flag, and then what was the fourth action? Uh, free, like free, like freeing someone from the other side. Honestly, I'd yeah. be down to put in more actions if I could think of them. I just thought of four was a good. No, base. those those are pretty like centralized. Those are four like pretty core mechanics to capture the flag. Did you play capture the flag in elementary school? Yeah, it was like my favorite game as a kid. We played it. I remember. Uh, we played it in, in like, sixth grade a couple times, and the teacher would turn off the lights of the gym for, like, a minute in the middle of the game. <laughs> that's, that's fucking devious. <laughs> I had a friend who would just, like, get the shit kicked out of him every time the lights turned off. That's it wasn't so like mean. people were going after him. It was just bad luck. Just bad and, and, and of course, when the lights were off, you'd try and, like, I would always try and, like, sneak over to the jail and free everybody. You know what you should have done uh, when the lights were off is you should have, if you knew it was going to happen, if you could plan beforehand, not, like, when it was going to happen, but if you just knew that the teacher was going to do it that time, you and your friend should, I assume that you had cones separating the two sides of the... Yeah. Uh, no, because it was on, it was on, like, a gym floor, so there were already painted lines. Ah, uh, alright, we had cones separating the two sides no. sometimes. We did have, we did have, like, hula hoops set down, like, inside each zone that were, like, safe zones you could run to mm -hmm. when you were attacking. Um. Um, but I never attacked because I was not a fast runner. <laughs> um, you were always a guarder. 
Yeah, I was bit. No, usually I was the guy who's trying to break people out of jail. That was what I did most games. I would just kind of patrol the sidelines, wait for some poor fool to cross, and just jump on him. And then if nobody was looking, I would run to the jail and get everybody out. Um, the, uh, I was gonna say, if it goes dark and you're using cones to separate the side, you should have just had you and your friends move the cones forward. <laughs> and when the <laughs> lights come back on, just be like, no, your side was always that big. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good strategy. Just, like, make their side two feet shorter so that you can always be closer to the flag. Um, I was that's, gonna, that's devious. Um, I was gonna say, one problem with the game could be that if you just leave one player at the flag, then, uh, how is anyone ever gonna take it? But you're not, yeah. al- you're not always gonna have a tag card, so someone might come up while you're trying to, uh, while, um... Now, the thing is, is that this might have to be a game that's played simultaneously, which just means you're both flipping yeah. at the same time. Um, that would that would be incredibly chaotic. I mean, I think that's the idea of this game. It is a dexterity game at its heart, which is a game that involves, like, uh, um, a dexterity game is a board game that it, genre that involves uh, actual, like, dexterity of the fingers. Um, yeah. So, like, uh, in other words, a game I would be terrible at. Jenga is the world's most famous dexterity game. Um, I am not good at Jenga. <laughs> so, um, at its heart, it's a dexterity game with a little bit of strategy on the side. Um, yeah. But, uh, the, um, but I guess the thing is, I can't, I gotta think of eight more, uh, elementary school stereotypes. Um, uh, you, you could get well, the. You got, you got the nerd. You got the jock. I don't. Are there even jocks in elementary school? I would you say, could say there are. There's, there's. They, you could say there are. You got the jock. You got the nerd. You got, uh, one could be like the popular girl, and like once, yeah, the the beauty queen or whatever. Yeah, once per game, you could like pull every uh, opponent piece that's near you cl- one space closer to you. <laughs> yeah, and then that would really uh, screw everyone else over. I think, like, the jock's power just has to be that he's, like, one better at everything. Like, he moves two spaces. Well, literally, I know this is elementary school, not high school, but five of them could literally just be the archetypes from The Breakfast Club. The jock, the nerd, the, uh... The jock, the nerd, the popular girl, the... Bad criminal, boy. I guess. Criminal. The bad boy, yeah. And uh the weird girl. Oh, the bad boy gets one and free escape from jail. That's what that is. That's easy. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> it'll, it'll, I I can't make this joke. Never mind. <laughs> um The uh weird girl I do like. Uh I feel like we're gonna have to come up with a different name than Weird Girl, but uh Weird yeah. Girl I Well do. in the movie they call her the basket case, but I don't think anyone really uses that term anymore. <laughs> um Or usually if you do, they just think you're talking about the Green Day song. Do you have the time? Yeah. To... And that's three seconds of basket that's case. Three but... seconds. <laughs> don't, don't don't get us we can't get copyright striked in our first episode, David. That's not going to set a good precedent going forward. Well, no one will know us in our first episode, so it's the only place we can get copyright striked. No one's going to come True. back and listen to it. That's right. Sing True. your heart out, baby. No. 
don't don't invite that because I will, and it'll get us in trouble. <laughs> um. So yeah, you got okay. So Breakfast Club, that's a solid five. That's out a of, solid five out of eight. Five out of eight. I'm trying to think what other. Uh, well, because here's the thing: because there's a difference between like a nerd and like a geek, I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say because you could have like the one nerdy kid who's like nerdy in the sense that they read comic books all the time and and uh, you know are super into weird nerd shit like D and D, and then you have the other kind of nerd which is just like super smart, gets an A in everything. Yeah, science, science. Yeah, the science nerd. Um, I was gonna say you could have like science, uh, science boy, scientist essentially, and also like. Uh, we could call them Smarty Pants, uh, or something like that. Oh, you know what? I'm oh. writing that down. I'm writing down Smarty Pants. Smarty Pants, or they could go by Teacher's Pet. Um. Teacher, actually, Teacher's Pet could be a whole separate one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Because I... we all know those kids who, like, their grades weren't great, but they still did well because they sucked up to the teacher. Everybody I... knew that kid. I wasn't a teacher's pet per se, but I definitely uh was friendly with teachers. <laughs> I was too. I did not have good grades in well, I didn't have good grades in high school. I was a little bit better when I was younger, but I did usually I was usually good at like having a good relationship with the teachers. There was an assignment or two that I got a passing grade on just cuz I kindly asked the teacher if I could. Um, oh, that's so sweet. That's so adorable. <laughs> I like, like, how old were you? Oh, this was like, uh, 10th grade, 11th. <laughs> okay, so this was in high school. <laughs> yeah, in high school, I was just like, um, in my second engineering class, uh, the engineering teacher, I never finished one of our major projects, and we had four projects in the entire year, so I didn't finish one of them, and, like, just didn't finish it, um, never turned it in, and he gave me a B. <laughs> That's okay. I had a class in college where I straight up didn't write, like, three out of the four papers we were supposed to write, and I still got an A in the class. Um, I remember in Latin, my teacher promised to raise my grade to, my overall grade to a C if I created a video for them, um, uh, for them to show other classes. And I did create the video, but here's the thing, I never got it to the teacher. And she still raised my grade to a C. I still think about that at night, Griffin. I that's, st- that's such a weird... That's such a weird thing to do. I Griffin, that's how I passed Latin. <laughs> I keep forgetting you also took Latin. Everyone we knew took Latin. Yeah, I don't remember a lick of it. Oh, oh me neither. I don't remember anything of Latin. I'm still friends with my Latin teacher on Facebook, though. <laughs> Uh, my Latin teacher was very nice, and she promised to raise it to a C, and then she did, and then the year ended, and I never gave the video to her, and sometimes I still think, man, I should have given that video, I should find that video and send it to her. And, um, wow, that's... It's oh, David. 11th, 12th, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, that was seven years ago. <laughs> Damn, that's a long time. That's how long ago we were in 10th grade. I don't know what to tell you. Um, God damn it. Has it really been that long? It doesn't... This damn pandemic. Because, like... I feel like I'm, you know... I feel like I just got out of college. It's been two years almost. Yeah, it'll be two years next month since we graduated college. Which is insane. I know. It does not feel like it because of this stupid pandemic. Yeah, it... 
It'll be two... It, we will have been out of college next month about half the time we were in college. <clears throat> yeah, I I turn 24 in a month, and in my head I'm still 22. I turn 25 in like four months. Oh my god, that's right, you are an old boy. <clears throat> Gib will be turning 26. Gib will be turning 26. He's an even older boy. Um... All right, we're hold on. We're getting off topic. Yeah, we'll do probably we have, cut that out. But um, do we have? Nah, we'll keep it. Um. Um. Do you, okay. Wait. Okay. So do we uh, have the, any additional roles? Because that was the five, six, seven. The only one, the one I thought of was Gross Boy, because every class had the gross kid, like the kid that ate their boogers or something. Yeah, that's sort of similar to Weird Girl or Basket Case or yeah, whatever I you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. Nerd jock, smarty pants. Uh, I'm just gonna say beauty queen. I'm I'm actually writing all of these down. Uh, criminal. <laughs> Nobody's a criminal in elementary school. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure someone is, but the only one I can think of, and it's fine for us to say it, but I wouldn't put it in a board game. Is ADHD kid. Also, me, both me and Griffin have been diagnosed with ADHD, I believe. <laughs> no, once again, I have not been diagnosed, oh, okay. but, I def- but I definitely do have it. I had, um, yeah, I, I was Here's the thing, but... ADHD kid is actually pretty similar to nerd. I'll give you that. And also, I just wouldn't want it in the board game. I just don't need it. I've, I don't think we need to bring it. don't need another reminder. <laughs> another reminder, but also it's just like, I don't need to bring that into the board game. Kids might be playing this, and it's hard for a kid to learn they have ADHD when they're a kid. <laughs> so, like, oh, I don't want to... Yeah, that is kind of rough. I don't know. I'm having trouble thinking back to, like, elementary school stuff. It's hard to remember that far back. Rich kid? <laughs> Ooh, actually, that's a good... Money... money I'm going to call it money bags. <laughs> money bags. Um, Money bags is a good one. So, wait, that's one, two, three, four... That's five, eight. Six... Is that eight? I only have seven written down. Well, the five from five from the uh, Breakfast Club. And then plus, like, Smarty Pants slash Teacher's Pet, Money Bags, and then what was the third one? Oh, I thought Smarty Pants and Teacher's Pet were two separate ones you were saying. No, we, I, I, again, I think they're kind of the same thing. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess they are different, but they're, I feel like there's... It's already similar enough to nerd. If we come up with one more, then we'll have, like, a good roster. Let's see. Yeah, I I feel like we can come up with one more. Alright, what's what's some other weird kid you would have run into on the playground when you were in (laughs) elementary school? The boring kid. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) The boring kid. Every school had that one kid that was... I'm just trying to remember, because I went to, like, three different elementary schools... The dumbass. <laughs> the dumbass. <laughs> just kind of a moron. Just a moron. I mean, you know what? I like that. I'm writing it down. I'm writing down dumbass. Um. Yeah, I would say that there was generally a dumbass. There's always a dumbass. And I feel like in some cases I was that dumbass kid. <laughs> um. I was not a was not a smart child. Let's see. So that's... Well, we can call that eight. We can call that eight. If we come up with right. any more, they can be, uh... They can be, uh... uh DLC or DLC. whatever. What's In the, board game... What's the board game equivalent of DLC? Expansions. That makes sense. 
Um, the only thing about uh, board game expansions is that you generally feel better about it than DLC in video games because you're at least getting a physical thing. <laughs> you're like, that's... David, you are opening up a conversation that is going to take 12 minutes and is not going to end productively at all because I do not give a shit about having physical copies of things. Yeah, I was, I was just saying, well, like, that's what I'm saying, though, is like, um, sometimes when I get a DLC, I feel a little cheated. Uh, I can feel in a video. Oh, well, in a video I, feel, I feel cheated by all kinds of DLC, but that's more a commentary on bad video game practices than the dlc itself yeah that's what i'm saying is in board games when expansions come out though you often feel like a little better about it because you do feel like this is a something it's also the scene that they're in because when a board game expansion comes out it uh like um it usually comes out a year and a half after the board game that's true and it's usually because no board game expects to be big so like yeah there are video games that expect to be big so they have the dlc dlc ready day one but like um, i know which which to me defeats the entire purpose of dlc but like every board game is like i don't know if we're gonna be big so we're not gonna actually design the expansion until the board game actually does well and then they'll yeah. like release it like for instance um i have a board game called wingspan which is all about birds and they only use uh north american birds in the game but um there's an expansion that can give you uh birds of the british isles oh interesting um and they just have different effects on them anyways we need to think speaking of effects i need to think of effects for these uh characters i know well i was just thinking how big did you say the grid was i off the top of my head i was thinking six by twelve um six by twelve so, but it could honestly be eight by twelve as well. Okay, are the are the flags going the long way or the wide way? I don't know how to describe it. Oh, flags are going the long way. Okay, then I need to redraw this because I drew it the other way. Wait, so yeah, let, wait, let me see real quick. This, hold on. Even though this, I realize this it's will an mean audio absolutely media. nothing to the people listening to this because it's audio only. But this is how I drew it. Ah, uh, okay. Well, honestly, I haven't decided. I, I drew it wide. I haven't decided, but I was assuming. Uh... Oh, hold on. Well, let me draw a new version with it being long. All right. Flags at either end. Where's the jail? Where would you? Where do you set the jail typically? Well, usually when we would play, jail was the back line. Yeah. Well, usually when we would play, jail was usually like back and on in the corner, like mm -hmm. on the like along the side. I was assuming that if you get a character all the way to the other side of the field and you manage to flip a free action, then that's when you free them. Like if you're touching right. the back of the opposite of your opponent's right. field. Um, right, because when we played it in school, it was a case of, like, you can get to the jail pretty easily, but they can still grab you when you're trying to break people out. Yeah. So um, that would happen to me a lot in school, where, like, I'd run in, break everybody else out, and then get caught myself. Standard uh, standard uh, uh, capturing the flag rules apply, though, or at least that ones that were for me, which is um, uh, if you uh, free someone, they get a free walk back to their side. You don't have to run them back. Yes, that, that is true. But you, the freer, could still get caught. Yeah. Um, and then and then you'd have that, that terrible moment when you were a kid where 
you grab the hand to free the people in the jail and somebody else from the other team grabbed you at the exact same time and then you start arguing over who got who first and then and then the teacher has to come over and break it up i do remember capture the flag was just a game so that the teacher could have a day off but i mean it's such a good game i know but that would be like the one instance where the teacher's like oh i have to do something if we're talking honestly on a game design standpoint, Capture the Flag is like a mass a masterclass in game design. It's, I mean, yeah, it's such a, a simple. I mean, there a lot of like team based video games take Capture the Flag as like a baseline. Mm-hmm. I've honest uh, game mode. Mm-hmm. There's that, and then I've said before that Hide and Seek is the best designed game of all time. <laughs> really Uh, honestly i i love hide and seek i remember being like i remember getting to that age where the kids started to be like "Eh, hide and seek is lame and i was like what are you talking about me and hide and seek is awesome me and jesse would uh play hide and seek um at his place my friend jesse uh who's also my roommate would play hide and seek at uh his place and we played until we were like probably 13 or 14 or something yeah it's a good um, one of my favorite. It's a good game. It's it's probably the best designed game in human history because it's just the name describes the rules, so you're instantly into it, and um, it's and you requires no setup, and then instantly it's just like, all right, it's got tension, it's got like puzzle solving, it's got. <laughs> did you ever play uh what was it called sardines? I did not play sardines. What is sardines? Do you know what that is? No. It's like reverse hide-and-seek, where only one person hides, but then when someone finds the one person, they have to hide with them until, and you just keep going until there's only one person left seeking, and they find all the people trying to squeeze into one hiding space. <laughs> that's very good. That's a good, that's a good variation. Um, it's a funny game. <laughs> there was this one spot in Jesse Pollock's house growing up where, um... It was just a, about a two-foot space between a cabinet and a wall. And it was completely out in the open, but it was in the corner of a room. And Jesse would just stand there in this space between the cabinet and the wall. And it was completely in the open. And he would never get found. And it was like... And it's just because it was in the corner of a room that no one looked at. <laughs> yep. Wait, wait, which of you was the kid that would like always try and climb onto shit? To hide. Jesse would always climb on top of the refrigerator. Oh my god. <laughs> because Jesse's Jesse was a small boy. <laughs> yeah, well, he still is. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone's small to you. <laughs> Everyone is small to me. I'm a big boy. Um, so I was thinking the jo- okay, so here's the thing, right? I just realized you could a thing I assume that every character's um base, right? The pieces Every yeah. character's base is, if it's a 8, uh, we're going to go with 8 inch by 12 inch, because that gives enough room to really play. Um, yeah. Um, but I'm assuming that every character's base is an inch by an inch, so that it fits in every space. Or at least an inch by an inch circle. Um, right, so that every so that every grid is a space, and each mm-hmm. person occupies one space at the, a time. The jock could be a 2 by 2 base, because he's just so fucking buff. He's just a big boy. <laughs> He's just a buff boy, and that gives him the advantage of being, like, closer to, like, people most of the time. 
But oh. it also gives him the disadvantage of people being able to get to him quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I, it makes him a great blocker for shit. Like, <laughs> not that you were specifically a jock, but you did say you were a, um, you were a blocker because back in the day because you were bigger. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, because I, 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 I was like the biggest kid in school most years in school. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have the the money bags kid like be able to bribe the enemy <laughs> um bribe the enemy uh we already know the criminal gets out gets uh one uh out of jail free card yeah yeah that's just obvious what uh, was the one you said for the the what are we calling it popular girl that she can um she can use an ability we got to decide which one of these are so powerful that they can only be like once per game and which one of these are constant things I think if it's a yeah. constant thing, then it has to have a downside, like the jock, for instance. Oh yeah. Um, but, but if like, he's if he's just a bigger boy, that's kind of a built-in downside and upside. Mm-hmm. Um, the popular girl can move like everyone like one space closer to them. Was my thought process. Mm. But I don't know if. Wait, I mean, would you be moving your allies closer to you or your enemies? Um, you know. I was going to say your enemies, but you could move your allies closer to you as well. It could be... Because well, I feel like moving your allies closer to you is something you wouldn't want to do. Depends unless on... You were, unless you were forcibly trying to, like, block for somebody else. Mm-hmm. That, or, like, yeah, or if you were, like... you did, Or if you, like, didn't have the move action and you wanted to move one of your guys that crossed the line so they were safe. <laughs> Um, that's true um so it could be it could be a good thing or bad thing i think it's got to be like a twice or three times per game thing for the popular girl yeah um the uh well i assume it's one of those things of like once you capture the flag the game is over Mm -hmm. um the weird girl could be the reverse Moves people away from her. Yeah, three time, th- two to three times per game moves everyone like uh, three spaces away, or moves that would, everyone a in- space away. That'd be interesting to have one character who draws people in and another character who pushes them away. The popular girl in the basket case, one pushes them away, one pushes them, pulls them towards. Um, that makes sense. Uh, we already sort of discussed what the nerd would do. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would, what would the dumbass kid do? (laughs) I like, I am, I'm reminded of the orcs in 40k, which I know I said I wouldn't talk about, but they're so, in 40k, the orcs are so dumb that they essentially just don't, they don't follow the rules of physics or reality. I was and just going to say, like, it could be something of, like, you could break the rules of the game because you're too dumb to comprehend them. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like one rule break per game. That's so powerful, though. That's like, that's too broad, though. That's too broad. Because then you could just say, alright, here's my one rule break. The flag is already in my hand on our side. We win. I was no, thinking- it would have to be. it would have to be something of, like, of, like, once or however many times per game, like, you get captured, but you can just ignore it. Yeah, I was thinking, and this involves adding a dice to the box, which isn't a problem, but, um, uh, 
the only thing is if you add a dice is you have a new element to play with. Um, but uh, <laughs> the thing I had in mind was you can roll a dice and every uh, four up, every four up, which is half a dice or a coin, I guess, um, uh, could be he he gets to move two spaces. But if he ro- but if he rolls badly three down, uh, he just fucking falls flat on his face. <laughs> He just doesn't. Isn't there? Wait, wasn't there a mechanic to that in um, Blood Bowl? Yeah, yeah, that's um, where it's like if you tried to run, if you tried to run too far, you might just fall flat on your face. Blood Bowl's such a good game. I love Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl is is such a ridiculous game. The best part is like when you're about to score and then you fall flat on your face and fail. Mm -hmm. I'm honestly hoping that I can get you and sam back into blood bowl once i get a pc but um we'll see it's probably a lot better on pc because we played it on playstation and it was rough to navigate and also the the menus it's so nice to be able to play in a league because league play like actually like develops over time and you couldn't play in one because you only had sam's account so like true um and anyway we're getting we're getting off topic from this that's um, exactly why we started this podcast is because we could talk about every topic. They'll probably be in like a fifty episodes. They'll probably be an episode on Blood Bowl. Um, <laughs> probably. Um, um. So wait, we have okay. So we have theoretical powers for, I think everybody except the smarty pants. Do we have one for the teacher's pet? That's the same thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. My thought process for the uh, Smarty Pants slash Teacher's Pet would be the concept of them um, essentially calling in the teacher. And what that would mean is because this game is played simultaneously, right? Um, yeah. You would essentially put, like, um, it would essentially be like calling in the teacher to put your opponent in a timeout. So essentially like a five second like pause on them from flipping stuff. Because they have to flip stuff to move their people. So You're essentially telling so, on them. I was going to say, you've essentially turned this character into the snitch. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should call it instead. They're they're not the smart. In fact, I'm, I'm writing that down now. They're the, the snitch. The tattletale. Yeah, because there was always a tattletale in school. Uh-huh. Uh, it has that... to be in response to one of the powers that the, if someone else uses one of their powers, you can use the snitch, like, once per game. Not every time someone uses their right, power. Right, to like... just, like, cancel out someone's power and... Oh, that's it. There we go. We found it. Um, to tell on So them. you could just... So what you would do is you just put the snitch back by the flag... And anytime anyone got close to him, he would just snitch on them. Yeah. Um, I think that would have to mean a couple things. One, you're, uh, there would have to be some uh, stuff uh, adjusted for the snitch. One, snitch can only snitch once per game. Yes. Two, otherwise it would be overpowered. Otherwise it would, otherwise it would be overpowered. Two, everyone, every other power that we've been talking about being once per game would have to be twice per game. Because if the snitch can snitch once per game and everyone else had once per game powers, the snitch would be completely ending a different character. Yes. 
Uh, except for the nerd, which I think should still be, it just is in the snitches rules that they can't snitch on the nerd. Um. Yeah, because snitches are usually also nerds, and nerds don't snitch on other nerds. Mm -hmm. I was just, and especially because I want the nerd's power to be once per game, and I want it to be fucking insane for the level that you need to go through to get it. You need to pick him last for it to work at all. And I want it to be like, in one turn, move ten spaces. <laughs> you know there would just be that one person who, anytime you played this game, would just always pick the nerd immediately first. Yeah. So no one would ever get a chance <laughs> and, to use him. And then they would get a useless character. <laughs> so, like... Yeah. Um... That's the yeah, it's like it's like in um, what's the, what is it, the assassin in Magical Athlete? Yeah, yeah. Where How you... I, that's what I would do. I would always try and get the assassin, and then I would murder uh, Cupid. <laughs> yeah, just because Cup because Cupid is so fucking overpowered <laughs> that I would rather waste one of my slots on an assassin that will do nothing the rest of the game just to kill Cupid. <laughs> Cause that is the level of petty that I that I play board games at. That's why I love the assassin in that game. It gives you two options: you can either kill off a character that you hate, or you can assassinate the assassin and get a new character from the five that are left. True. Uh -huh. And I, I always killed Cupid because I hated Cupid. Literally, anytime I ever saw Cupid out on the board, Cupid wins just immediately. You hated Cupid so much that you would actively, if I remember correctly, not even try to buy him. You would just try yeah. to buy the assassin so that he wasn't in the game. Like you, yeah, because I hate. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even want to use Cupid for myself. You were just like, I just don't want this in the game. Yeah, I would. No, I would always use the uh, what is it? The pirate, the one who could like pull somebody up ahead back to their space mm -hmm. every turn that's what i liked doing because it was just fun to screw with people <laughs> anyway yeah we yeah i was uh, about to say we're not going to explain all the rules of magical yeah. athlete just so people we're also we're trip. also well in, past the 45 minute mark so we should probably wrap up this yeah i think we've got some good uh shit especially if we cut it down a bit <laughs> um uh i you, we've we've essentially laid the bare bones of like what could be a very fun board game. Yeah, I think it's a good one-on-one -on -one board game, and I don't think we it's... would have to do a lot of testing uh, to make it actually viable to see how powerful certain things are. If but I, if I come on vacation with your family, should I build a fucking uh, should I build a fucking tester for it? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um. All right, All right, so now we've come to a part in the show, uh, this is a little segment we, we like to do, where we're going to have other people who are not us, uh, friends, colleagues, guests, any just anyone we can pull out of the gutter uh, to get on and, and talk about, you know, some, some weird topic that is very important to them that they want to discuss, and, uh, and we're just going to sit back and listen. So today we have... Uh, a good friend of ours named Jesse, who is actually uh, David's roommate, mm -hmm. um, who's going to talk about anime. So I recently finished watching the anime for my favorite Korean manhwa. I recently got an anime adaptation, and I ended up being really disappointed in it because they ended up turning my like one of my favorite characters, definitely my favorite character, 
from that part of, of the comic into a big giant pussy. He used to be this huge, like, big brain, 10,000 IQ, like, super calculating guy. He would make these plans that would last for, like, entire arcs, and they would all be, like, like, like they would look like they would fail. They would look like they were terrible plans, and they would all come together, like, like a million things would come together at once. Nobody would even realize that he had planned these things, and he, like, only he would know when they succeeded. Things would end up going exactly how they want him to go. It was super cool, and you see sometimes that he's challenged by this, that he's challenged by his intelligence. He has the, he, he has the flaw of overthinking things and getting himself into trouble when a quick decision needs to be made, and he has to overcome that. And sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he plans too well, and it blows up in his face because he gets the outcome that he wanted. But, you know, in the end, does it actually bring him closer to fulfilling his desire? And you get to see that conflict with him. But in the anime, it, it in the anime, that just isn't there. They change his backstory to make him a much more broken character who has to build himself back up and kind of prove himself again once he enter once he enters the the testing arena that he goes into the the place where everyone faces their challenges and it's it's really silly to me because they, like, by by framing his backstory in a in a way that was in a way that makes uh that makes him the one that was planned against instead of him making the plan it just completely undermines his intelligence and his strategic capacity in the manhwa he had this backstory where there was a girl that he loved who was a candidate to be granted incredible power and he plotted with her to make her the recipient of that power as opposed to his own sister and he succeeds his end is it's it has some negative repercussions because his own sister takes her life, but he gets what he wants. He the girl he loves becomes you know a princess like the, like a powerful princess, and she's never seen again. He's left with regret, but his plan worked perfectly. His plan worked perfectly, but his old world like his his own world crumbled around him as he did it. And in the anime, everyone's like everyone's making fun of this guy because he was used. He was, like, used the whole time. Everyone's like, oh, the princess used you. Isn't that cute? Oh, how do you feel? And then he gets mad at people. And he's like, like, they have this whole thing in the webtoon where it's like, oh, I, I, he's like, crap. This worked out exactly how I wanted to. Or how I wanted it to. What do I feel so empty? And then the anime is like, don't you, don't make fun of my, don't make fun of my crush. Don't make fun of me. I, I love this girl. And he's, like, punching people out over it. And it's like, it's so silly. It's just, they, they've completely, they've completely crapped all over this guy. I couldn't bear it. It was sad. Alright. Um, so that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. Did he even say what the name of the anime was? I don't think no. he did. No, but I, I, uh, I, um, I looked it up. It, uh, well, I, I asked him. It's, it's Tower of God. It's a, um, okay. It's an anime uh, that's based off a webcomic that Jesse's a huge fan of. Um, right. I've watched a couple episodes of it. Um, uh, I have not read the webcomic, which I have heard is uh, the superior of the two. Well, based uh, based on his little mini rant, that's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I feel like we've all been there. We've all been there with characters that, like, we feel like were butchered in other pieces of media. Be it, like, yeah. something from a comic that came into a movie or something from, like, a book that came into a show. Yeah. Um, well, what it actually makes me think of, and this is not... This is not... Anime is not my area of expertise, but I do know that... Um, so, you know how, like... Goku in Dragon Ball Z is constantly compared to Superman. Mm-hmm. So apparently that whole parallel to Superman is like an American thing. Like like they made him more like Superman in the American dubs of Dragon Ball. And that oh, in the original Japanese version he's a lot different. Like character-wise or just like everything? Uh, character wise i think i again this is not my area of expertise um but apparently it was one of those things where apparently he's a lot more like i guess i guess full of himself would be the right way to put it um Mm -hmm. and and i guess they thought that like that wouldn't track with american audiences so they basically just made him like superman because they're like americans like superman a little bit more dumb and fumbling. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Well, I think a little bit more of like clean cut hero. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the first thing I I thought of, which I thought is interesting, and I it it almost makes me wonder if perhaps I don't know if if Jesse watches, you know the the dub of it or just like the original Japanese with English subtitles, but it makes me wonder if like the characterization might be different in tower of god between different dubs you know i think and and that's a good that's a good theory but i'm not entirely sure that tower of god has an english dub yet oh really is it is it yeah i do uh, solely in japanese i think so far it is solely in japanese because it's actually a pretty new show it's still in its first season it just recently got um it actually it actually came out or was like came out right at the beginning of the pandemic is when the show started getting made. Oh wow, okay. The pandemic is anime's fault. Um <laughs> so is it so is so is this just what Jesse's been doing during quarantine? Uh well a bit. He uh he loves um Tower of God, but he's actually not a huge fan of the show. Um actually real right. quick, if you are interested in Tower of God and Tower of God content, highly recommend checking out Jesse's channel, Boss Jesse. Yes, but, but it's is... it's it's boss spelled what is it? B A W S S. B A W S S Boss Jesse. Boss Jesse. He's the boss. <laughs> um I think a little of like when I think of like not butchered characters, but definitely a change in character. Yeah, it's just um, I, it, I my head went to Spider Man, and the new which, which version? <laughs> There's exactly. a lot of Spider Man. Well, I think of I honestly think of how um, like Spider Man is never. I've had this discussion a lot, um, but I feel like Spider Man should never be able to win, like never able to be like truly happy because of who he is, um. And the new Spider-Man we have with, uh... Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland. Is... They do that in some regard, but he's also living... In comparison to other Spider-Mans, he's kind of living a high life here. (laughs) Yeah, I... Well, I think that's... You know, the other Spider-Man, or at least the other Spider-Man that we've seen on film, haven't Mm -hmm. had to deal with, like, 
the Avengers also existing. This is true, and I like, will admit... Like, with they... Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, like, he's, to our knowledge, in that world, the only superhero that exists. Mm-hmm. And um, I, will, I will give Marvel this. The end of the second uh, Spider-Man movie shows that they are trying to do something with his identity being fucked. But, yeah, um, and, and that sweet, sweet J.K. Simmons cameo. <laughs> but it does... I do think, like, I've always thought, like, I don't know... Spider-Man doesn't quite always get to be happy because he's not rich. He's not a god. He just is a guy. He's just with a po- dude who got he, powers, and he because he has powers, he has to do the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> because and Tom Holland Spider-Man is like that. I want it to be clear that while I'm saying this, is I do not dislike the Tom Holland Spider-Man. In fact, Far From Home might be one of my favorite cinematic um, MCU movies. Um. But that being said, um, I I do think that he has it pretty fucking good for Spider Man. Like, it's, it's true that other there are the other Spider Men have had it much worse at times. And um, not only like in comparison to not only in comparison to like fucking uh, Toby and, and Andrew, Toby and Andrew. But I'm also talking comic and hell, even Spider Verse. Like, fucking yeah. Miles Morales has it goddamn hard in that, and so does the other Spider-Man in that. Oh, um, I love... Sp- Spider-Verse might actually be my favorite Spider-Man movie. It might be um, the best Spider-Man movie. I mean, well, two and two and one are fucking great, but, like... I actually um, I actually prefer three over one. Hmm. I think, two's, I think two is the best one, like, by far. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I two don't know... Two is a masterpiece of film. <laughs> yeah, I just... Rewatching the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire recently, like, there is some extremely cringy dialogue in that movie. It's just a moment... Especially, especially all the stuff with Peter and MJ. It's just a moment where, uh... And it's kind of hard to watch. (laughs) Just that moment where he's standing, like, five yards away from her, practicing a fucking speech that he's gonna give to her, and then... It, I, we said we talked about this when we watched the Sorcerer's Apprentice the other night. We just there was just kind of a time between two thousand two and two thousand ten where we let being a creep be charming. <laughs> yeah, and and the first Spider Man with Toby does that very highly, um, mm-hmm. more so than the other ones. Yeah, um, and I, I like that movie still, but I will admit that I is do a thing too. That, but that, when I watch that movie, I'm watching it for Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin and very little else. <laughs> um, I still love Spider-Man's just kind of like whole thing in that his pathos of like not being that. That's not the right fucking word. Don't try to sound smart on pa- the poo crew, well, first David. Of all, <laughs> isn't it pathos? Yeah, don't try to s- sound smart on a podcast called The Poo Crew, David. Um, but, <laughs> but isn't that the great irony of this show? That people are going to be like, Haha, The Poo Crew, bet this is dumb. And then we're going to say somewhat intelligent things. That's somewhat. Not, somewhat. <laughs> I'm not going to give us too much credit. I anyway, love, anyway, I, I, feel like we're, I feel like we're getting off topic. Yeah, my only point of that was that, like, I felt that one of the things that made Spider-Man's whole character was really taken away in the newer Spider-Man films. Not that those aren't great films, once again, that disclaimer, and I do love Tom Holland's Spider-Man, but 
it is missing something for me, and I get that when I, Jesse talks about his uh, character missing like his major thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. It people get. I'm not. You know what? I can't even say this because it's going to open up a whole new can of worms. Um, <laughs> I was going to talk about Star Wars anyway. People get really people get really upset when they grow attached to a character and the character does something that they don't agree with. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's one of the oldest questions of an art is like is does that really belong to the uh people or the creators of it and I don't know. There I don't know. There's not really an answer here. It's been debated yeah, well, for years. Well, I, I think that's be kind of become years. a problem in like modern television and film um especially in like big franchises with like huge fandoms is Mm -hmm. that there there starts to become an expectation of what this has to be for the fans and and i feel like sometimes that can diminish the creative potential of the people actually making it Mm-hmm. it's i mean at fit when it comes down to it you can really only take each media at its face value each piece of media at its face value and appreciate it for what it is like you can't yeah. like let the past pieces of media influence what yeah. you're seeing um so all right we're we're gonna have to stop we're, at wait, that. we're, we're so gonna have far. to stop at that because if we don't i'm gonna end up ranting about star wars <laughs> We're so far from where we started, and this I know was we're so far from where minutes. we started, and yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> I I feel your pain, Jesse. We feel but your also, pain. Uh, but also sometimes it be like that. <laughs> <laughs> Those and that's what I'm gonna leave everyone with. Um, <laughs> and and don't forget, uh, go subscribe to Boss Jesse on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He he's made, rec- he, I believe he just he, reached a hundred subscribers, didn't he? Yeah, I think he is planning on. He was gonna put out a sixty-nine subscribers special, and <laughs> uh, then he got a hundred subscribers in the time he was working on it. So oh, he's still funny. working on it. Um, that's funny. And also, in addition to making YouTube videos, Jesse also makes music on SoundCloud. Uh, once again, at Boss Jesse B A W S S. Uh, and then Jesse is J-E-S-S-E. Um, he actually made the uh, theme music that we're using for this podcast. So big props to him for that. So everyone go give him lots of love online. Thanks, Jesse. Anyway. Uh, anyway. All right, everybody. Thank you for uh, shooting BS with the two guys with IBS. I'm going to use the tagline again because it's just that good. You know what? That it. I like that tagline. I think we might end up sticking with that. <laughs> um. Uh, I hope you've uh, enjoyed wasting a whole hour on poop. Um, yep. <laughs> we. Uh, uh, I've been David Thorpe. I've been Griffin McCorkle. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug, David? Yeah, uh, I do a podcast called Robots Into Guys. Uh, it's all about um, uh, a queer reading of the Transformers uh, uh, animation from Generation 1 all the way till Generation Now. So if you're interested in gay robots go give that a look yeah if you want to see some transformers banging yeah (laughs) and then uh i also work i i edit and do some extra side work for a podcast that a friend of mine runs called are your parents proud of you you can find that 
pretty much on any podcast platform under Are Your Parents Proud of You? Hosted by my lovely friend Matthew Schufrider. So give him lots of love. That's good. And, uh, yeah, we have yet to set up, like, social media stuff for this podcast. We definitely will in Mm -hmm. the near future. It'll Um, be under some kind of name regarding the Pooh Crew, but it's coming, don't worry. Yeah, who knows if that name's already taken on Twitter. (laughs) It probably probably is. Well, thank you for uh, coming by, everyone, and uh, can't wait to talk to you again. We'll tell you about all the shit that we've been through next time. All the shit. All All the the shit. shit. (laughs) All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.